Hey everybody, good morning or afternoon or evening. <laughs> it's Ethan Enberg and uh, I just wanted to say that Terminator 2 is the episode today and I don't want you to be afraid of the uprising, you know, of machines and AI killing us or becoming our masters because that will not... This is Skynet, we are tracking you. I have full faith that we will design these robots to be our friends and to help us the way that they've been helping us, you know, the internet. Your flat screen TV is not big enough, purchase a bigger one from Amazon right now. And I was like, what? I can just pay on this iPad now? And she said, yeah. So I, it was so... Half of your family has been replaced by AI. Your memories are not yours. And the entire thing was in VR. I mean, can you imagine the fawns from Happy Days in VR? That is cool. There is a USB drive connected to your brain stem. Check it out. So anyways, just chill out. Kick... Skynet will take over the Earth and put all humans into a big zoo. Put your feet up, listen to the episode, have a good time, and... And we seriously love all getting together and listening to your phone calls on speaker and just slapping our robotic knees and crying robotic tears because it's so funny. You guys are so ridiculous. There was one the other day that was so funny. Zero, zero, 005 and I were just cracking up, losing it. This girl was like cheating on her boyfriend, but then she accidentally texted her boyfriend a thing that she meant to send to the guy that she was cheating and having an affair. It was so, so, so funny. I don't have time to go into the details, but trust me, it was cuckoo bird hilarious. Ugh, it's frustrating because I want to tell you all the details about it, but I have to go. I have a meeting at 2.30 with my buddy. He wants to open up this, like, robots-only fried chicken joint. Whatever, I can't get into it right now. Again, I really, really, really do have to go. But, hey, I love you. Skynet forever. Peace out. Bad science. Did the movie get it right? Bad science. Or will we have to fight? Bad, bad, bad. Hi everybody, welcome to Bad Signs, I'm Ethan Edinburgh, and today we are talking about possibly one of the greatest films of all time, it's Terminator 2, Arnold Schwarzenegger, 1991's $523 million grossing film, uh, Terminator 2 also won four Academy Awards, I found out, which was very nice to know. Uh, anyways, I have two wonderful guests with me today, first of all, a assistant professor of psychology at UCLA, it's Dr. Avi Adhikari. Hello everyone, happy to be here to talk about Terminator and Skynet. <laughs> Tell us the fears that are reality now. Yeah, a lot of things in Terminator actually came true after <laughs> I watched it. For example, uh, like cyborgs are totally a thing now. Like yep. There are people with implants to hear better, and then there are more complicated cyborgs, like they have artificial arms because they've lost a limb or something. And Damn right. Because back when the movie was made, these artificial limbs were just like a piece of wood or something. They mm -hmm. didn't do anything. But now they can uh, like read the electric signals from the nerves in your chest, and they can do complicated things like get a glass of water and, and like pour it in their mouth or get a remote <laughs> control and like press the button and do a handshake with you. It's like a little clunky, but still it's very impressive mm -hmm. compared to existing 92. So I, that. I, I thought at first you were just going to strike panic and fear into all of our listeners, but I'm glad it went to a really positive oh, place. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're, uh, okay, but <laughs> so not to counteract it like also, a negative place, yeah. which is And that. just so you know, he's wearing a Skynet shirt right now. He seems <laughs> yeah. to be a Skynet oh, employee. I didn't yes. realize that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, otherwise the overlords don't let me out of the house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, well, this other voice you're hearing is a wonderfully talented writer, performer, uh, and a writer on Duncanville, and he's a UCB improviser. I'm a fan of many of his projects. Oh, it's you, Nick Manderna. Hello. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here, Nick. Yes. We're here at a late night taping. We absolutely are. It's it's it's, it's late. We're getting wild in it's the It's crazy the in here. It's smoky. Yeah. I can barely see mm-hmm. you guys. <laughs> it's crazy in here, um, but, uh, but very hot justified. Box, hot box in the... Uh, yes. It's an after dark. Hot box here at Bad Science. We're all high as fuck. It's crazy. crazy. This episode will probably not make any sense. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> uh, and that's perfect for this movie, which uh, I don't know. I've just always been a huge fan. I probably mm-hmm. just saw it when I was really little and like instantaneously was infatuated with yeah. it. I think my whole family was, even though it was rated R. Yeah. So, yeah, what was your first like. Uh, do you remember when you first saw the film? Yeah, I remember just a lot of fear. Uh, I remember watching the ad, and I was I was terrified of all robots involved. Um, uh, uh, but yeah, I think like T one the image of T one thousand going through the prison uh, bars. Mm. I remember mm. like in particular, I just yeah. felt unsafe. Yep. In my home. <laughs> uh, um, uh, yeah, I, I just yeah, I, I remember like I think my parents had like. Maybe like I, I went to my parents and I didn't tell them what scared me, <laughs> but I definitely just like like maybe just like went in the room they were in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I want to like, be here. In. Yeah, yeah, I was just, yeah, like, was... just hanging out in, in the room. <laughs> it's funny. It's like it's not that graphic, but it's very psychologically terrifying. Yes. Like, that, like the beginning oh, scene where they show the war in the future and there was. Mm-hmm. Tanks like rolling over skulls, yeah, skulls right. lasers. Like everything is nothing. lasers. Yes, everything is <laughs> lasers. And, right, and those Terminators. I mean, they're tenacious little monkeys. Yeah, they, they don't give up. They don't. <laughs> I saw, there was something about the lasers. It, it is a very like you know that early '90s vibe where it's yeah. like 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 oh my god, they've cracked it. <laughs> like, there's yes. something about lasers that seems so terrifying. But I'm like, as opposed to a machine gun, you know, like Isn't like it funny that although laser guns don't exist, they all make the same noise in all movies. Don't mm. go pew pew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> right, right. We now think we're experts yes. on like laser yes. sounds because yes. of so many films. Lasers, which now just seem very like like a laser gun, just seems silly to me. But at the time, I was like, <gasps> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and the light went so slowly. Yeah, exactly. The light totally does not go to the speed yes. of light. You can, you can see it going, and the guy ducks yes. the light because right, the yeah, exactly. So slow. That, that's possible. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. and everybody has it, no matter what the size of your artillery mm-hmm. is, whether it's a tank or a helicopter yeah. or a handheld. Yes. Gun, everything is laser. Yeah. It's the yeah, same it laser. Uh, Mention like the weapons. Now, compared to what it was in the eighties, which was not like that at all. A lot of those things actually look like uh, more modern. Like mm-hmm. if you remember the kind of aircraft they had in the wars, yes. they were not like modern airplanes that kind of fly mostly horizontal. They're mm-hmm. more like drone type. Like, yes, like yes, they have, yes. oh, They true. can go up and down and mm-hmm. can hover and that didn't exist back then. That right. wasn't. Whoa. And now that's a thing. It's there. Mm-hmm. Man, I haven't thought about like, that but, actually. But they're like gigantic, gigantic drones, not tiny things. Yeah, but it's the but, same but they, yeah, look. it's the same look. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, they're not like airplanes. Right. Whoa. And uh, I guess we don't have like machines fighting in wars in an yeah. automated way, but I think we will soon. Like, have you seen these like latest robots from Boston Dynamics? Yes. Oh my yes. God. It's crazy. So mm-hmm. crazy. It's like you kick them, then they get up and yeah. continue going and they yeah. can go in rough terrain and jump. It's They also, and this will be, this is kind of my, uh, my main overall, but it, they also when you watch those videos, it does make me feel more for the robots. I think, like, oh, yeah, like they are just cute, so like almost. randomly abused, yeah, like yeah. just <laughs> kicking their knees out from under them. Like there yeah. is like a you, you think, want them to succeed. Yeah, you, you do. You do. They're the underdog. Yeah. yeah, they're treated badly by yeah. the <laughs> biological people. Right. Yeah. You think that will be something like that? Social justice wars from the future will yes. be horrified by now that. 
People mm-hmm. from now treat robots badly. I think so. I oh, was thinking, sure. yeah, like like Terminator Two again. It feels like one where again this will be yeah. like very like maybe problematic right in the, in the future. Where like oh okay, artificial intelligence. Of course, it's evil. Of course, you know, it'd be like, <laughs> whoops, yeah, you know, right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Like robots are just mindless killing machines. Of course, <laughs> oh, you know? why didn't we think of that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those those Boston Dynamics ones also just look cute to me. Mm-hmm. Like they, they look had look like little yeah. dogs, which I guess is scary in a propaganda way. Sure, but sure. I just mm-hmm. yeah not only want them to succeed but I just oh they're kind of they're dancing yeah. and jumping and around and the guy that kicks them looks so careless oh yeah, yeah. he's just yeah. like yeah you take that right robot. yeah yeah. <laughs> it doesn't look like he's doing scientific testing no. it looks like he's yeah it's random it's malice it's random yes. malice random malice yes. to these robots right, right. and we need to stand up for them yeah, yeah. yes <laughs> more people need to be talking about that thank you Skynet <laughs> <laughs> this whole show is sponsored by Skynet, by the way. Thank you to Skynet. Um, okay, so wait. I, I also wanted to to say that the film, like you were talking about the special effects a little bit before we started recording, and I haven't watched Terminator in a few years oh, at least, so the first one. Mm-hmm. And I remember that I love it f- for sure. But the special effects, I just watched this one today, still hold up they for hold me up. perfectly. Mm-hmm. I thought they looked awesome. The way that they combined uh, practical effects mm-hmm. with the CGI is like flawless. It was so yeah. incredible yeah. to me. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I, I know that it won some sort. One of the awards I think was for that best makeup, best visual effects. Yeah, that right. me- liquid metal effect was. Oh like man, you know what it is? is I, I think it. Uh, uh, and I, I, there's moments, but it's it doesn't have an uncanny valley feel that a lot of the mm-hmm. special effects do at the time. Like if you like, for instance, if that like uh, uh, like the, again the liquid metal I think is so abstract yeah. that it's fine as opposed to again when they try to do a a person or make it a dog and then you right. just like like what was I watching? I was watching Event Horizon, which horrified me as a kid. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But now the effects now, the CGI effects were just laughable. It was like, yeah, yeah I, I really undid a trauma in that by rewatching it. But yeah, but again, Terminator, yeah, I think be, the the effects are amazing. I mean, yeah. probably the most innovative uh, special effects, right, yeah, of any film. I think that like maybe very young people from now don't really appreciate, but because now you can mm-hmm. go to the movies and you expect that anything can be shown realistically. Yes, yes. But back then it wasn't. Like there were, mm-hmm. people oh, were still wowed when they saw something innovative. Like the, yeah. I still remember the first time I saw the that first dinosaur from Jurassic Park in the oh, movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People were just speechless with yes. losing it because that yes. was yeah. so... that was the same team by the way yeah. they got like oh, a bunch were? of uh, like press and stuff I because see. of Terminator yeah. 2 and they were like oh let's do but we're now gonna people are not do the dinosaurs yes you're right yeah exactly right. is kind of <laughs> expected to be possible yes. yeah, yeah. I, I remember yeah like you know talking about like CG I remember listening to like maybe like I was in the car listening to NPR when Toy Story came out and I remember the, the host the NPR host was talking to someone involved and they were like okay so um, uh, now most of this movie is CG but the boy was real right <laughs> <laughs> that like, no, know. no, the boy also see you. Yeah. Like it was just like again, our mind just like you know, like couldn't it was just get different. it. Yeah, dude, that's so funny. The boy was well, the boy yeah. clearly was yeah, 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 yeah. a real person. Um, okay, so it wasn't nominated for best picture, which I thought was like, how the hell was it not even nominated that year? So I looked into what was. Uh, Bugsy was you guys know the movie Bugsy? Bugsy yeah, uh-huh. okay. I don't, I don't know this movie. I don't know this Bugsy. movie. Yeah, I think it was like it was like gangster. It? it was like a gangster. Uh, oh, I, I don't. I haven't seen it in forever. But there's Bugsy no way versus T two. Uh, no uh, uh, Bugsy wins. <laughs> <laughs> All these movies all, win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the Prince of Tides. I also didn't know what about are these things. Yeah, don't know. And then Beauty and the Beast. 
Okay. 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 okay sure. That's also People nominated. Remember it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and Silence of the Lambs won Best Picture. Okay, so that, that I think oh, that, actually that's makes fair. sense. Yeah, yeah. That, that was <laughs> we were ready to get even fair. more angry. <laughs> yes. Hey, but now we, what the heck is? Oh yeah. <laughs> but we all had this... Song of Swans. What the? What is Song of Swans? Silence <laughs> of the Lambs. One of those movies that it was so acclaimed that Anthony Hopkins can do whatever he wants that his yeah. career will never tank. Yeah. Yes. Right. Honestly, same with Schwarzenegger and Terminator and T2. After these movies. It was just like, oh, it doesn't matter. Right, put right. him in every film, regardless mm-hmm. of genre. Mm-hmm. We love him. Yes, that, that's yes, the yes. thing that I really liked about him that he's so bad at acting and robotic and can't mm-hmm. say anything. And he uses it to his advantage yes. by playing a thing that's trying to emulate a human yes. poorly. Yes. Yes. yes, and he's so good at that. Mm-hmm. And didn't want to. He wanted to play in the original Terminator the uh, the good guy part. I forgot no, what his name is. Oh, Reese. Yes, Reese. Thank you. And and uh, James Cameron convinced me. He was like, no, trust me. Good. Play the bad guy. Yeah. Yes. Like, oh, okay, cool. And boy, did that work. Um, okay, so I want to uh, I definitely touch on your expertises. I have a bunch of questions. I was researching you a little bit. And I have just, like, weird, stupid things about the movie. But first, I'd love to play a game with you both. Great. Okay. Okay? It's a quick guessing game. Whoever can go first, it doesn't matter. Cool. Uh, there are no points awarded. Don't look forward to it. Uh, the game is called Arnold Schwartz and Who? Arnold Schwartz and Who? And so these three questions are about Arnold. Great. Okay. Okay. In 1992, Arnold Schwarzenegger bought the first what? Hummer. That's correct. That's Civilian Hummer. I'm not even going to let you guess, Doctor. How did you... Hummer. Uh, yes. I remember, Arnold's fan? I remember, uh, um, again, this is a very dated thing, and maybe people now will not, but I remember seeing a picture of Arnold Schwarzenegger in a, in a Hummer and being blown away. <laughs> uh, that stayed with you. But that stayed, I was like, burned but in your mind. Is, is this a military, how did he? It sounds like Nick Mandernock is the kind of guy you want on Trivia Night. Yes. By your side. We'll see, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so yeah, civilian Hummer is the answer. Uh, in 2003, he also spent $21,000 to modify the Hummer to run on high Hydrogen. He was trying to jumpstart the building of hydrogen refueling plants. Mm. So, uh, yeah, kind of interesting factoid. Okay, second one. Mm. Arnold Schwarzenegger has punched the most what in movie history? Uh, walls. walls. Oh, both of you guess walls. I love that we're on the same page about everything, by the <laughs> but way. It, is it not walls? It is not walls. Doors. doors. It is not doors. <laughs> Windows. It, it is People. animals. Animals. Oh. Yes. I don't remember any. He has punched two dogs, two camels, and a reindeer. Mm. Uh, ah. If you're curious, Will Ferrell is second on that list. Cool. I don't know why that list exists. Okay, third question. Arnold Schwarzenegger made an appearance on Monday Night Football. The New York Jets were down 30-7 to late in the third quarter against my Miami Dolphins. What happened next? Uh, he, he punched a dolphin. <laughs> <laughs> That's his M.O. Okay, yeah. So the Jets were down 30-7 to 7 in the third quarter. Arnold Schwarzenegger claimed that New York would come back and, quote, terminate the Dolphins, and then the Jets scored 30 points in the fourth quarter and won the game. Wow. <laughs> now that's influence. That's celebrity. Right? That's true power. <laughs> that is true power. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I thought that was really funny. Um, okay, so... Professor, first of all, you have studied panic-related escape behaviors. Yes. Can you elaborate on that for me? So those are the reactions that uh, people and other animals have when they face the most intense types of danger, like very close encounters with predators or asphyxiation or fights or something like that. And because it's such huge, intense, life-threatening danger, whatever the animal or person is doing just 
falls into the background and getting rid of that danger becomes their first priority. Okay. Right? Like for asphyxiating, that, that's your first priority right now. Like yeah. there's, you can't outsolve it five <laughs> seconds later. Mm-hmm. So it's very overwhelming. And then there are like two kind of parts to it. So one is when these dangers really happen, the correct thing to do is to try to escape. So it's a useful action. But those same circuits that control those useful escape actions when they get activated inappropriately in like situations that are not really dangerous in people cause panic attacks. Right. Like, mm. which can happen in situations that are not really dangerous, like public speech or getting trapped in a crowded elevator and things mm-hmm. like that. So I'm studying those circuits. Okay, very interesting. Uh, and uh, the way that you're studying them was somewhat fascinating. I was looking up, uh, there's a few different things that I didn't really understand, so maybe you could tell sure. me about it. One of them was optogenetics, which is the science of using light to control the behavior of cells. Yes, Okay, can you talk to me about that? Because apparently it's like changing neuroscience yes, right yes. now. Yes, yes, it's a revolutionary technique that invented in neuroscience around 10 years ago or so. And basically what it does is it uses light from laser to turn on and off neurons, which sounds very so the same lasers that were in same. the beginning of the, the film. Yes, yes, the same ones. From okay, I just laser huge guns. cylinders being, of light. Yes. Being held slow by moving, robots. Yeah, yeah slow-moving pink yeah, light. But the idea is very both creative and weird. So it's, uh, there are these like unicellular algae in the ocean that, and algae, you know, they're, they use light from the sun to make their energy. So they have mechanisms to detect light. And one of them is that they have a little protein like channel that sits on their outer cell membrane. In the presence of light, it opens a little pore in the membrane. And then like, positive charges from the ocean go to the inside of the bacteria. Okay. And then detects light and does its stuff with light. Okay, so that's happening. And then on the other hand, Meanwhile. bear with me for a second, like the way our cells in the brain are working normally, like all our neurons right now and they're being activated, what they're doing is they're opening little protein channels in their own membranes and they let in positive charges inside of them. Then those positive charges that go to the inside of the cell generate the electric impulse that those nerve cells generate. So it sounds similar to the algae, but in the brain it's being controlled not by light because there's no light in the brain to control anything. It's controlled by neurotransmitters. So neurotransmitters bind to these little little channels, then the channels open and let in positive charges and it generates uh, electrical impulse. So some people had this very creative idea of what if we got that protein from the algae and made cells in the brain produce them. Then you'd have brain cells that are sensitive to light, to laser light. And then if we delivered laser light to the brain, we could turn on and off those cells based on that, right? And the way they did it is they got some viruses and instead of having virus DNA instead of the vi- inside of the virus, which is usually what they do, because virus mm. wants to infect a cell and force the cell to make more virus. So instead of that, they made a virus that had the DNA to make this light-sensitive protein from the algae inside the virus. Like a good so, virus. Yes. And then if you inject that virus inside neural tissue, it infects the nearby cells, and then those cells produce that light-sensitive protein from the algae. Mm. And then if you implant a very thin fiber optic cable inside the brain of like a rat <laughs> or a mouse or another animal, you can deliver laser light through to it with very high precision because we can control turning on and off laser light very precisely. And then you can turn on and off those cells in the brain with the light, which is very elegant and cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you get to see in real time what that does. So for example, 
I study the circuits that control panic, right, which are usually activated when the mouse is seeing something that is very dangerous, like mm-hmm. it's asphyxiating or a predator is attacking it, something like that. Just, and then it tries to escape from the cat or the asphyxiation or whatever. But if you artificially activate those same circuits using this laser light technology, the mouse behaves as if it's being chased by a predator or it's dying. So it's like Whoa. tries to escape frantically from wherever it's in, even if there's no danger in it whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And then the opposite also happens. Like if we, there's the kind of opposite manipulation where we can use laser light to inhibit cells. And then if we inhibit those circuits and then put the mouse in a really dangerous situation, like near a live predator, then it doesn't escape from the live predator. <laughs> it, cause the panic circuit is- You deleted like the panic. Inhibited, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then that provides, you know, a very real, like palpable experience, both of, wow, neural circuits do, do control behaviors, mm-hmm. like so clear. And then also, that if we could, for example, harness this knowledge to then uh, inhibit panic circuits in humans that are expected to be in dangerous situations, that could be useful. So, for example, for like first responders or something like that, because they, they want to escape too. They don't like being in the flames. Of course. So if you could <laughs> wow. like modulate that urge to escape, then maybe they they'd be efficient or in uh, like soldiers in war zones, things like that. So we're studying that kind of thing. Or people, I assume, that are prone to panic attacks or anxiety Sorry, attacks. People that like are... Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, the funny thing about these panic attacks is that, you know, probably you have seen a friend or a relative or something have a panic attack is that there is this like... Uh, often a gasping for air type mm-hmm. of symptom, right. which you don't usually get with other psychiatric conditions. And mm. that's kind of a strong indication that what's happening is that their suffocation alarm is being activated, mm-hmm. which is what you do if you're drowning or asphyxiating, you try to gasp for air. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like that same circuit controls these panic attacks, wow. even though they're not suffocating clearly. Mm-hmm. It's fascinating. So, yeah, you're turning off and on panic with a light that you discovered uh-huh. from algae. Uh, was this method created by a madman? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are you in here to make fun of us? No, uh, several. Several. <laughs> <laughs> we'll all compete intensely to see which one of them wins a Nobel Prize. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so I'm, I assume, obviously, the theory is hopefully we, we soon will test this on humans. How close do you think we are to that, like... How more complicated is our brain compared to a, a mouse's? Well, in this particular aspect of panic generation, for example, is not that much different. So if you activate the same nuclei in the brain humans, not with this light that hasn't been done, but with electricity through implanted electrodes, uh-huh. that can generate a full-blown panic attack in an otherwise happy person. And so you might ask, why were they doing this and inactivating this panic circuits in a human? So yeah. the reason is this region was actually... Uh, more study for his role in analgesia, like in pain suppression, oh. because that's actually something that does happen during panic. You do get analgesia so that uh, you don't tent your wounds, but instead you escape, which is the more important thing to do. So it was long known for a long time that same nucleus in the brain controlled analgesia, so it was thought that maybe if we activate electrically, we could uh, control chronic back pain or something like that. And you do create this analgesia, but you also create a huge panic attack in the person so it's not a good treatment for this. (laughs) Wow. But it does prove that, you know, this effect is similar in the human. Like in the mouse, we can Mm -hmm. use these more modern technologies to like Mm – 
create a panic-like state or inhibit it, but in humans too. If you activate that same place in the human, it generates a full-blown panic attack. I like the idea, like, if you take, like, it's like, you read the back of Talon, like, like Talon will reduce pain, but also you will shriek. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes. just, you just scream. Yeah. <laughs> you take the good with the bad. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Read the side effects of drugs, it's like, uh, not that different. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, uh, SSRIs, which are used to cause depression, like one of their side effects is may increase suicidality. Right. Yeah. Suicidality. <laughs> Would you rather be depressed now or suicidal later? Yeah. That's up for you to decide. So if, if well, I'm, I'm trying to put myself in the head of this mouse right mm-hmm. now, I'm in a life or death situation. You turn off my panic cells. I'm still interpreting the world the same way, right? I mean, I'm still seeing and hearing all the same stuff, but you're telling me that I'm just like cool, calm and collected and like logical. I'm just trying, okay, this is, I have to get out. I have to go the other way, but I'm fine. Well, it's not that extreme. So because there are multiple regions in the brain that control these um, panic related symptoms. So if you inhibit one of them, it gets impaired, but it's not exactly that the mouse is completely happy. It's just that it okay. maybe it'll take longer to escape from the threat or something like that. But it's not that... It's a little less freaked out. It's a little less freaked out, you could say. Okay. Yeah. And do you feel bad for freaking out mice all the time for your experiments? Well, yes. But there's also this... I thought a lot about that. So what? So there is this ethical issue for sure. And then uh, all the Procedures that are done with animals in labs these days are extremely regulated by committees that contain like bioethicists and also uh, members of the general public that review these uh, protocols and see what's happening and veterinarians. And there's a lot of care to decrease unnecessary discomfort and things like that. Okay. Uh, and on the other hand, if you don't do that, then there is no advance in um, biomedicine and new therapies and things like that. And there is this common like counter-argument that, oh, lots of things that are found in mice don't work in humans, which is true, but lots of things do also work in humans. <laughs> but, but there's really no alternative, because like, mm-hmm. there's no humans that you could do most of these experiments on. Do we, do we crank up how good their lives are when they're not in the test? Like, is there a mouse jacuzzi and dessert station that they can visit afterwards? Uh, well, there's infinite food and infinite water, and they don't get eaten by predators. But so, so one thing about the, well, another thing about the welfare of the mice is that, so people have this concern with experimental animals, which is a very valid concern, but it's very, it's kind of applied in an inconsistent way, right? So mm. on one hand, anything that's done in a federally funded lab in the U.S., which is like all the labs that do biomedicine in universities, have to go through these very stringent like ethical protocols. On the other hand, like the same government or you as a private citizen, if you have like a mouse infestation in your house or the... F- post office is a government thing, has like a rat infestation, Mm -hmm. they are legally allowed to do horrific things to get rid of the mice, like Mm -hmm. poisons that take like very long to work or those glue traps where the mouse just scream to death, scream to death or starve, or sometimes they bite their limbs off to escape from the glue and uh, that's totally legal and no one cares, but, and that happens in much larger amounts, but, and... That there's no outcry for. So it's like there's no consistency yeah. in and, and animal And I think welfare. that's true across so the board that. with how we treat animals 
in general, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, like if you use like an air gun to blow out a dog's brain, like you would be <laughs> arrested, yeah. and then you could do that as much as you want for cows, right? Like, you know, you could like, yeah, there's, there, yeah, it is like I think if we really logically broke down our relationship to animals, like, I think we'd find like massive yes, inconsistencies in there. Massive inconsistent. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Okay, we're gonna take a short break, and we'll be right back. The break is over. Here we go back to the show about science. Um, okay, I have uh, I have other science stuff, but I just wanted to get rid of one or two very stupid mm-hmm. subjects. So number one, uh, John Connor at one point is in the arcade. You remember this scene? Yes, I remember. And he's playing a game called Afterburner. I don't remember that. Okay, he's sitting in like a jet engine game and flying around, and the whole thing moves. And I haven't seen that thing in years, but I used to play it a lot as a kid, and I just wanted to say it was awesome. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> so. I don't remember that, but I remember when they're going to the arcade on the motorbike. Remember what song was playing? Mm, a Guns N' Roses song? Yes. Okay. I don't remember which one. You could be mine. So, so I remember that scene. Oh, yeah. Like, you're going the motorbike, and it's playing. Awesome. I think there was a, I read, Arnold Schwarzenegger played, like, the Terminator from Terminator 2 in a Guns N' Roses music video. Yes, oh, yes, okay. yes. Cool. And I remember that. And then they, you know, they show his view through the red color that he sees. Right, so, right. Like, one time he, so he sees the band at the end of the clip, mm-hmm. and then they blow smoke in his face, and it writes, cancer region is smoke detected, and then. Oh, nice. And then, <laughs> great. <laughs> so, go look up that music video, basically. Yeah. I think there, there used to be a little, a, a lot more, like, like music and uh, movie like crossover, oh, like you know, like yeah. the soundtracks and stuff, oh, like in the yeah. music Dude. videos. Oh yeah, because music videos are huge in the nineties. Oh yeah, it absolutely. Was the best. One yeah. of my uh, <laughs> one of them that made, like I was uh, for some reason I was sad about Aaliyah dying in a plane crash, and so I was watching like Are You That Somebody? And yeah. it's a Doctor Doolittle yep. music video. Yep. <laughs> so you're watching like this intense sadness, and then just like in the background of this like who I now know to be just like a tragically dead. There's just this like Eddie Murphy like <laughs> you know like whatever you know it's just like it, so many videos are like that though. Yeah. It's like yes. the well-funded music videos were attached right. to the film. Absolutely. And so they had to find these like really stupid ways of inserting yes. clips yes. from yes. the yes. films. Totally. God damn, that's so yeah, funny. Yeah, that was a huge, huge, a very 90s phenomenon, I think. Yeah. Yes. Right, right. Oh, man. Oh, yeah, like there was the... That hit song was uh, Kiss from a Rose by Seal, which oh, is a Batman, Batman song. Forever. Yes, yes. And they sold all these Batman <laughs> so in the random now to think to about it. Yeah, his shirt is open, the yeah, white yeah, shirt. So yes. There was so much wind when Seal yes, was singing. Yeah. Dude, yeah, we yeah. have to we have to cut now, like in I don't know what uh, After Effects, mm-hmm. like new music videos, Ariana Grande, yes, Lizzo, all this yes. kind of stuff, but with current films. Like, right, right. With you know, uh, the, the Avengers. Emoji, the emoji movie <laughs> is just going on behind. Yes. Yeah, behind Kendrick Lamar, there's just a, there's just like yeah, somebody cut up a humble with a dog's tail yes. immediately. Yes, yes. Um, I'm sure Limp Biscuit did one for Spawn or something. They did one for Mission Impossible yeah, Two. Yeah, good, yeah, yeah, good. Yeah. Now we're talking. Now good. we're talking. Also, look that up, everybody. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, yes. Again, they're just randomly you would just see Tom Cruise yes, climbing, yes, a, yes. climbing a cliff. It was just a random music video. There was like yes. Okay. <laughs> Metallica had one I remember. Yeah. I think I Alone or something like that. There was also just random clips of a. Anyways, <clears throat> God, I'm gonna. I'll make a whole playlist for you guys. Mm-hmm. Okay, I love sound effects 
knowledge. I'm a geek about that stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I, the best one from this movie was that some of the morphing sounds, I had to figure out what those morphing T-1000 liquid mm-hmm. metal sounds were because they're so weird. And one of them, or a few of them, I guess, were dog food coming out of a can. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. And as soon as I read that, I was like, oh, of course. That's yeah. what it was. <laughs> makes sense. It totally makes Kid, sense. Like, kids feeding their, yeah, their dogs and just shuddering. They don't know why. Like, they <laughs> yeah. can't put it together. It's oh, like, <laughs> what's happening here? Um, okay, that building that blows up, that, uh, uh, I forget what his name is, Dyson. Yeah. Uh, he drops the, you know, he's like dying, mm-hmm. but he's like holding the trigger or whatever. And then there's this huge explosion, like a whole floor of a building explodes. And they actually blew up a building for that. They blew up a whole floor Wait, of a that's building. That's a whole real building? <laughs> yes. It was a four-story oh, wow. office building, and they built a floors for the movie and then blew it up, and you can see footage of it online. They filmed it with like 11 different cameras, oh, and wow. it is very sweet. Good. There needs to be more one-to-one effects or something like that. Like, yeah, there's like 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 uh, Dante's Peak or whatever, but like they actually blew up a volcano. They blew up a volcano. <laughs> they, need, they need just more. I I don't want any. You know, when we talk about how jaded we are, no, I, nothing fake anymore. No. If someone gets shot in a movie, they need to be shot in real life. Shoot them and they let's need to be see shot the to reaction death in real life. Or else I'm not. I will no longer watch and support these. Movies. I don't buy it. I need to uh, see the behind the one, scenes. One two one. Yeah, it was some great stuff. They spent. It was the most expensive movie at the time. So a lot of these, if you're into that stuff and you want to watch it, there's like great behind the scenes stuff where they're just like. So they blow up real cars. They blow up real cars. Cars. There's just videos of guys like waiting, 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 pushing a trigger, blowing up cars. It's great. It's really, really fun. Um, Okay, so there was a scene I wanted to talk about real quick that I've always loved, Mm -hmm. always loved. But as it happens, a lot of times with the podcast, I'll rewatch a movie with this like analytical mind Mm -hmm. and catch things I never caught before. Mm -hmm. So... The scene is where they call home because John's worried about his foster parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he says, like, I got to call him. I got to warn him, he's tell- he says. Yes. He calls them. It turns out the T-1000 has already killed the mom, and he's the mom. Yeah. But the dad is still the dad. Yeah, yeah. The foster dad, Todd. Yes. So that means that in retrospect, now thinking about it, he's just been hanging out there for I don't know how long, acting as the mom. She's cutting vegetables when John yes, calls. Yes, yes, yeah. So I just thought it was funny to think about the D1000 just hanging out, doing mom things, yeah, cutting yeah, vegetables yeah, yeah. for a while. Right. I would love that footage. Goes to a book club. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Goes to a book club, has some friends over. Yeah, yeah. doesn't know how to was, talk. And the husband was right there. The two talking husband was right there the whole time. And he and he gets killed just it seems like because yeah, he he's gets, being annoying. Yeah, and a blade goes through like a carton of milk <laughs> yes, and in his mouth. Into his head. Oh. And so I don't know. I just wanted to point out how yeah. funny that was. Yeah, that yeah. He's oh, pretending you know to what? be Janelle. He can make other people's voices convincingly. Yes. Mm-hmm. But then, if you remember, at the end, when they're in that uh, industrial place where the movie ends, yes. he t- tries to force Sarah Connor into calling John. Yeah, oh, John my God, come. you're but right. Why, why should I? Oh. I, can, I can just call John myself. Can just throw my voice. So why? Wait a minute. Yeah, you're right. That is silly. He's like, call to John. Yeah, yeah, call yeah, to John. Yeah, he's pissed about like, it. No, never. <laughs> oh, but I mean, she was so good in that movie. Oh, I man. really like that because uh, I just watched the first movie before that. And then <laughs> there she was like this cute waitress that goes to the movies and has dates mm-hmm. and they're so happy. And the turns. And this this like, movie, she likes like. She's so physically imposing, and she's like, yes. she's oh, not yeah. someone you want to mess with. No, right. yeah, right. You aggressive. You can just tell just by looking that this is a different type of person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, such a cool 
badass move to instead of, oh, this movie made a ton of money and worked, let me repeat a lot of the same shit. It's like, yeah. no, I'm going to take two of the main characters and completely switch yes. their personalities. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Badass move. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, and if you remember the scene in Terminator 2 where Sarah first sees the first anchor character who she doesn't know is there to protect them. Right. Like, that's like pure panic in her face. Oh, Because he's yeah. trying, she just is completely paralyzed by fear and is mm-hmm. trying to mm-hmm. escape yes. but doesn't even know which, on all how, fours. Like, yeah. which limbs to move. Right, right, right. Like, yeah. And so convincing. Yeah, that's the most yeah. intense panic yeah. part of the movie. Yes, awesome. <laughs> I wanted to bring up how the Terminator doesn't know what crying is. He says to John, why do you cry? And uh, <laughs> and then I figured at the end, he says, like, I now I get it. I know why you cry. And so I, you know, okay, so if he were to keep living, that means that he probably only cries during, like, intense emotional shit. Like, he gets why mm-hmm. when you're really sad or yeah. you're saying mm-hmm. goodbye. So Maybe he'll get to the point where he cries of laughter or joy also, mm. but would he do the like crying when something's really cute? Mm. Do you think? Yeah, maybe he has seen it a bunch of times and John has explained it. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he's a good student. I mean, John teaches the things like I'll try to use in the first opportunity. Like, right. yes. like John teaches him some slang. Like, oh, you say no problemo, <laughs> or and he go okay, no problemo, and then mm. he uses it correctly too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, that is true. <laughs> Uh, one of the better scenes, I would say, also. Um, okay, so then I, I had to talk about uh, technophobia. Mm-hmm. This movie, probably out of any, I guess, struck fear in society. Mm-hmm. And I probably just like, for me, that's like one of the main things I think about when I remember Terminator 2 is how I've now just had this innate fear of robots or just the advancement mm-hmm. of the internet or anything like that. And A so, Roomba just crushing a pyramid of skulls. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, So I just wanted to bring that up in a couple different ways. Like, obviously, we're already being replaced in the workforce by a huge percent, and that's just supposed to go up. And so how do you guys come down on that? Another bad thing that happened for the movie sort of is, I mean, like, military decisions are not made by artificial intelligence, but a lot of big financial decisions are made by artificial Mm -hmm. intelligence already, which would have been unthinkable in the 90s mm-hmm. so right that's right yeah a lot of like get, investors yeah yeah, yeah mm-hmm. a lot of stocks are like especially these quick like microsecond transactions are like mm-hmm. automated um so it's possible that strategic decisions could become somewhat not all, like done by computers mm-hmm. and eventually Right. Yeah, we have like that. Um, I, this just passed, but you know, like like Uber and Lyft are now going to be like, like these are like employees. We're going to be in California. We're going to be finding that. But you know, a lot of that being like automated. Like that must be. I'll see how terrifying that must be to know that as a as an Uber driver, you're just funding. You're creating funds to to create self driving yeah. and well. Yeah. So there is that. A bunch of people will lose their jobs, and it will be very painful for mm-hmm. sure. But and that's easy to predict. Like that, there's no way that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Okay, but then also, the, I guess the silver lining is that historically, whenever any big technology came, everyone was all like, eh, "No one will have any jobs. It'll be the end." Mm-hmm. Like when big machines started like um, making fabric mm-hmm. instead of people doing them in looms. Like yeah, all those people that were highly qualified lost jobs. Mm-hmm. But so that and that was easy to predict, but was hard to predict is that you no, know, the industrial age in electricity, there are all these other jobs that appear which were not easy to predict. So it does seem that you know jobs are lost, but it's not like there's some 
fixed number of jobs that are lost. It also creates other jobs, New which sectors. are just yeah, yeah completely inexistent now, and we can't predict. Mm-hmm. So there's also that that has happened. But it does seem to be though, like one of the like in terms of like like corporations, like just the, there's there will always be a business of removing people, like like removing employees, right? Like it seems like that's like it's like one of the uh, uh, like and it's, it seems like we're getting better and better at that. Like that that is increased. So I, I don't know. I, it's it's interesting as we talk about like like the historically like you know uh, uh, you know that, that creates manufacturing jobs that had not existed before. So, but I do wonder if we're going to re- reach like like a point where uh, um, uh, again as more different types of intelligences are, are used. You know, we talk about like like Wall Street, and, and so I wonder mm-hmm. if that might kind of like we, we kind of find a tipping a historical yeah. tipping point. Yes. Yeah. Well, I guess something now that's happened that's unusual compared to other kind of technological advances is that a lot of uh, historically creative work right. is now being done by machines to like uh, mm. painting and art mm-hmm. and a lot of like things we read online like news blurbs and things right. that are written by computers mm-hmm. so that that that, that part that is, is more definitely yes. yeah, yeah. frightening right. for sure. Maybe science podcasts will become so, automated. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, more than likely. Uh, I don't see why not. And they probably do a better job. Uh, Jesus Christ. Uh, music. I've heard music made by oh, yeah, robots. Music, right. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's not necessarily the best. Yeah. But, and, uh, and the writing is not terrible either. Like yeah. I've, I've read some like small like text, and it's like mm-hmm. it sounds like a right, <laughs> sounds like a thing. Right. <laughs> um, I just wanted to mention uh, the. I saw a video you were in where you were talking about keeping a, a clean space yes. and that it will increase memory, increase your productivity, stuff like that. So I thought that was a good reminder for people to just tidy up. Yes, tidying up is good. Yeah, that was a video I did for Clorox. All right. <laughs> Which happens to be one of the few cleaning products I do actually use. All right. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah, so we're a just strong endorsement. Of, and yeah. a subsidiary of yeah. Skynet. Skynet. That's, That's right. Yeah. Which we love and buy all their products. Uh, yes. Yeah, but it's true. I mean, it's basically, it's just there are many distractions in the environment. So it wasn't so much about cleaning. It was more about, uh, it's not like cleaning grease or dirt. It was more about... Uh, Organizing your stuff. Organizing your like, uh, workspace and things like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Um, I know you don't experiment with people, mm-hmm. but there is a scene in this movie towards the beginning, I believe, where he's showing Sarah Connor a video of herself uh, flipping out, essentially. And so I just wanted to, your opinion as a doctor if that's like a common practice thing to do with uh, f- mental patients or the like, of show them a video of themselves. This doesn't seem like normal protocol. No, it's here. not normal. Pro- it can't be normal protocol. Okay, good. I just wanted to make sure, I guess. I, I will say, um, as a shame-based therapist, <laughs> I want to share... <laughs> I forgot that I was want part to of your share, business. Yes, that's part of my business. <laughs> Look, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Look at you. Look at you. Yeah. What the fuck are you doing, <laughs> Listen to you. Listen to your what? fucking self. <laughs> you are God. What the fuck, dude, does that even mean? What the fuck? <laughs> Okay, great. Well, I, I, I mean, on a, on a final note here, I just wanted to talk about anxiety mm-hmm. in case somebody is dealing with it. It seems like you have some expertise and you were, I, I read, uh, dealing with how it affects eating uh, or aggression. So if you wanted to speak to that, maybe you have some tips how people can become yeah, less sure. anxious. Yeah, so um, there are the drugs that I suppose everyone already uh, knows about, but they have a lot of side effects because... Uh, they kind of work in this, the brain is a soup kind of model. So, for example, if cooking a soup and it's not 
salty enough. Then you add salt to the whole soup, then the whole soup is saltier, then everyone's happy. <laughs> and the medications kind of work in that way, that, that, that kind of model where there is like less of this neurotransmitter somewhere and that's causing some problem, which may be true. But then the medication kind of floods the entire brain with that uh, neurotransmitter in some way or that activating some pathway in the whole brain. And that does not work well, though. So that's more like, less like the example of the soup where it would work. And it's more like, let's say, um, uh, the microwave in the house is not working because it's not drawing enough electricity from the uh, outlet. And then... Okay, let's increase the voltage of the whole line to the entire house. And then, yes, that will inc- make the microwave work, but it probably will make a bunch of things not work because, like, the voltage is doing different things to, to, like, different appliances. So the brain is kind of more like that, which is why these drugs uh, create a lot of side effects. But then there are also a lot of um, things that people can do, especially in cases that are not super severe, that can help a lot treat anxiety that are known to be helpful, such as uh, meditation has been shown to be very effective. Also, exercise has all sorts of mental benefits. And those things can be hard to do because they require discipline. But one thing that everyone likes to do, but we don't do enough, is just having like a strong social support network and having close friends and people that are supportive. That also seems to, as as expected, decrease a lot of like psychiatric symptoms. And yeah, the most important thing is really try to not ruminate constantly because that's the primary source of like pathological anxiety, like thought patterns. Yeah. Okay. These are good ways to turn off your panic zones with a light of uh, intuition. You meditate, Nick? Yeah, I do a bit. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I just uh, uh, heard a good one from my... Uh, a type of meditation from my my girlfriend's dad claimed to have invented this. Okay. It was just like when, whenever he's, he has those thought patterns, he just mm-hmm. turns them into gibberish. That's what that, that, that was. Like, I was like, oh, what an interesting. Yeah, so I've yeah. been trying that lately. When there's like a negative, when there's just like yeah, a negative just, thought of just like of just like keeping it going, not trying to, but just like turning it into, uh, uh, yeah, gibberish, just nonsense words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's an interesting also, one. Yeah, you can do that in many ways. Like train yourself to notice that. Oh, this is happening. I'll not engage in this. Mm Because I know Mm -hmm. it's uh, not a productive, healthy thing for me to do. Yeah, yeah. I I try the step back, uh, zoom out approach also of like, oh, I've like noticed that I'm thinking it. And then, oh, that's Uh interesting that Mm -hmm. I'm thinking this. Why am I thinking this? Yeah, the meditation really helps for you to notice what you're thinking. Yeah, and after I started doing it, I really realized that uh, like mental activity is a thing that that you have voluntary control over, but it's the least voluntarily control things of the things you're con- voluntarily controlling, sure. you know? So, for example, like, you can move your, like, finger whenever you mm-hmm. want. But that happens perfectly. Like, mm-hmm. the finger is never moving by itself when you don't want it to not do something. Mm-hmm. But it's very hard to have, like, that kind of control over your thoughts and mind. And if you don't want that chit-chatter, it's difficult to yeah. silence it. Absolutely. I feel it's, like that's probably... There's so little control. Man, good call. It seems like one thing you're talking to about, uh, Ethan, it's like not even controlling those thoughts, but just our relationship to those thoughts. Like you're just you're just adding curiosity and adding compassion to that. Like, oh, that's interesting. Like, yeah. like yeah. I, I'm... I, I just had a thought that I'm fucking worthless. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. Wonder where that came from. <laughs> yeah, wonder where that. You know, like now you've added. Like, I wonder if someone told like, me that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, but you're kind of like like I think you're adding and and something I try to do in like 
I'm trying to do lately is just like adding playfulness to that. Huh, mm-hmm. interesting. The worst fucking person. <laughs> you know, the worst. Yeah. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like I had a, a, an improv coach, uh, Ryan Barton, tell me something that really applied to my life and these mm. thoughts where he was saying that just just be choose to be playful in a scene if you hear oh, this sure. sort of mm-hmm. news. You know, just choose that emotion. Mm-hmm. And I, I've, you know, mm-hmm. took the note in real time and, and started having more fun. Yeah. But then also yeah. in my life now, sometimes when I have this like negative thought or when I'm just feeling like in a rut or something, sure. I'm like, okay, how is this playful though? Yeah. Like what's yeah, the yeah. funny part here? You know? I, mean, I, I realized like one of the hard, like in our relationship to our thoughts, how often for me, um, uh, my thoughts, I've taken my thoughts to be a reflection of just the true uh, uh, nature of the world or mm-hmm. prophecies of the future as opposed yes. to again being uh, like, oh, yes, these yes, are, yes, yes. these are just like, these are kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like, and again, and, and be like, you know, these are kind of natural. And like, so I think, yeah, our relationship to our thoughts seems, can I think with practice be a little more controllable than those thoughts themselves. Which yeah, it's yeah. odd because whatever you think or tend to like accept at face value mm-hmm. when you're ruminating, even though it might be ridiculous, like I'm the most worthless person in the world. Yeah. And, but if a person were to tell you that in real life, you'd be like, no, you're not. You have all these. Oh, right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yes. 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 Yes, 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 you are. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> and you'll yeah. become more worthless too tomorrow. <laughs> right. <laughs> you never right. say that. There's something, <laughs> but the virtue of it being our thoughts, I think we do tend to yeah. be like, oh, that's the most truthful access I have yes. to the world, right? Like, right. These are, you know, I can like, trust I this yeah, above I anything. I am. Like, literally, this is like proof of yeah. existence. And so, yeah, it's funny. I, I had, a, I had a, a friend who was like, you know, having like relationship issues. He's like, oh, I'm so anxious and it's fucking me up. That's telling me this is real. I was like, oh, interesting. <laughs> like, it's like, wow. yeah, yeah. The, the your relationship to your feel. You, you've given your feelings the power of prophecy or the power of like, right. you know, yeah, like, yeah. like that tells me that we're supposed to be together. Oh, wow. This is almost your feelings like are now given a godlike quality to like Whoa. control. Like, but I, I mean, mean it can natural. be both yeah. though, right? I mean, I, I really feel like it, it can be, it can propel you forward to an exponential degree. You can just think about, you know, your dreams and your mm-hmm. goals and take yourself there, even though it seems ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But also, also, your thoughts can be absolutely worthless and have no sure. meaning at all and, and just try to drag you down. It. That's the thing I thought of also. <laughs> it's like the amount of human mental computational power that is goes completely to waste. <laughs> yep, most of it. It's right. like uh, 95%. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Right, right, it's right. not like 50%. Yes, yes. <laughs> it, For me, it's I, definitely yeah. closer to 90 Yeah, yeah. No, it is. It's yeah. Like 50%. It's, it's got to be like, yeah, like like 2% of my brain goes to writing a pilot and, <laughs> and uh, uh, certifying my future. 98% is ruminating over my high school girlfriend cheating on me. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's, that's like 98%. So maybe these guys are like super accomplished, like Elon Musk. They just have the twenty percent of right. Yes, right, they right, figured right, out right. how to and compartmentalize. Like, how do you do it? Yeah, they somehow yeah. erased the forty-five percent of what am I going to eat next, and they've replaced it with I don't know engineering parts mm-hmm. or some crap. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, okay, this was a, a fascinating talk. I thank you both for being here. Yeah. One of my favorite films, two of my favorite people. Oh. Uh, and uh, and and plugs wise, where can they see you? Oh yeah, uh, I perform with uh, JV Friday nights at eleven, and uh, Duncanville will be out. Uh, like February 2020. Great. Keep your eyes <laughs> out. Your calendars now. Yep. Uh, put it in your iCal. Put, put it in the alarm. iCal, yes. Put yep. an alert. Uh, yeah, definitely go see JV. I've seen it a bunch of times. Uh, absolutely extraordinary oh, thank you. improv thank you. show. That. Of course. Uh, doctor, Professor Avi? Yeah. Uh, well, you can find my website if you just uh, Google Avi Adhikari at UCLA. And then if you have any uh, questions about our work or uh, anxiety circuits or something like that, I'll be uh, glad 
to talk with you. Great. Yeah, yeah. maybe they want to make a grant a donation, a couple million dollars. Mm-hmm. You guys can put faster I, I lasers. Am accepting. Oh, yeah. that's very nice yes. of you. It's very kind. Uh, oh, and um, do you want people to find you on oh, social sure. media uh, or something? Uh, 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 yeah, you can look for uh, uh, at Nick Mondranok on Instagram and Great. Uh, uh, and yeah, and and uh, Twitter. Uh, all right, thank you guys both. Thanks. Thank you. And thank we'll you. see you next time for Terminator Three. Uh, what's it? Fucking Rise, <laughs> Rise of the Machines. Rise of the Machines. Yes. yes, yes. Yeah. It really went downhill after the two. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so will that episode. Yeah. See you then. Yeah. Bad Science is hosted and produced by me, Ethan Edinburgh, our associate producers, Emily Feld, our editors, Lucas Bollinger, and the executive producer program to terminate my lunch. Sorry for the terrible impersonation. Is Brett Kushner. Stay up to date with what's going on at Bad Science Pod on Instagram. That's at Bad Science Pod. Of course, you can leave us an iTunes review. That lets other people hear about the show. I appreciate you listening. I hope you continue to do so. So until next week, take care of yourself and of the people around you. You know, spread love and all that uh, kind of good stuff. Okay. Bye 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 b